Hi, we are Mel and Josie, and we're here to tell you that no matter how much it feels like, you are screwing up every single part of your goddamn life. Actually, you're doing great, sweetie. Hello. 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 How you like start a conversation? <laughs> I haven't talked to anyone for four weeks. That's right. Oh. You say hello. It's going super well over here. Just mm. really socially adept. Yeah. Definitely not just speaking to one to two people every week. Mm-hmm. Oh man! And the news was really bad today, guys. Um. So, so fucking bad. It's it's bleak bleak at the moment and it just feels like the entire country's at war with each other and like yeah like we have it's like america how all the states are governed differently that's how it feels for us right now like um the health minister was like begging other states for their pfizer it was a really awkward thing the pm is like No, I can't help like he won't help us (laughs) it's so weird he is so hands-off at the moment it's alarming like it is alarming and he's then, just like, so every, like whatever <laughs> i know it's like what else are you doing there's nothing else going on there's no other there's no bushfires this time there's no other crisis literally what else is taking up your time i want to see your google cal yeah I, <laughs> I we want see. receipts we want google calendar receipts scomo what else you're doing with your time like surely you should be in crisis mode damage control i know it's very strange and i feel like like not getting political but it just seems Mm. like everyone's a bit like what are you doing dude Mm -hmm. like you're the prime minister (laughs) like at least make a daily speech or something or like a weekly message that's actually i know like not just this week he was randomly going on like kyle and jackie o and triple j and he's doing like the radio rounds I don't know what's oh. going on. And in every press conference, Gladys makes a really, like, thinly veiled jab at him. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, we're, we're ready to vaccinate hundreds of thousands of people a day. We just don't have the doses. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting, like, just increasingly. Give us the doses. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't ever want to hear jabs in arms ever again. I don't know what it is yeah. about that sentence, but it really... I know. Makes me feel I can icky. like feel it. I can feel my like tetanus shot from a few years ago. Yeah. I can feel wow. that liquid going in and me <laughs> saying to the nurse, why are you still going? And she's like, I'm not. It's just in there. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, what's new um, in your world, in lockdown world? Well, I got a new couch. Very exciting. And, and now because our old couch was kind of. I don't know if this is the right word, perpendicular to the TV. Right. Like sideways to the TV. Does that make sense? Why was it that way? Oh, like um, vertical, like in the end of the couch faced yes. the TV. Yeah. And like you kind of just sit with your neck like off to the side. Yeah, like if it was TV. just one person, you're stoked because you can just lie there. Yes, you can lie down, but then you can't kind of sit with another person and watch TV. It was always like Julian's biggest pet peeve. The reason was our old couch didn't fit the other way, but we got a new lounge that fits like on the opposite wall to the TV. So now we can sit together and watch TV and we have been, I'm so proud. We're getting through all of our shows, finished line of fucking duty season six. Great. Done. 
Amazing. Very stale, but it's done. Finished Loki. And now we're watching Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. uh, The Jason Sudeikis show. And I've just heard really good things about it. We have loved him since SNL and finally got around to watching it and we smashed through like three episodes because it's like half an hour. It's just like yeah, they're like they're, It's like Shit's Creek. They're just like easy yes. watches and, and they're fun. And we smashed through like half of season one last night. Um, it's about an American football coach, like an NFL coach mm-hmm. that gets hired to look after a kind of mediocre but like Premier League soccer team in mm-hmm. England and he's never like he doesn't know anything about soccer. And I don't want to explain why he gets hired for that job because it's like part of the plot line. But he's just so like nice. He's just like this Southern American guy. He's so nice that like they all want to hate him, but they can't hate him because yeah. he's just like he's like a human SpongeBob. <laughs> he's just like always <laughs> positive and like <laughs> it's just a really nice show, but also like funny and there's swearing and it's a bit spicy. Yeah. So not so, too wholesome. Not too wholesome. He's wholesome, but, like, the show itself isn't that wholesome. Always It's good. very funny. And, you know, I love a bit of sport, so it's got that sport element as well. Yes. Where you, like, want the underdogs to do well. Like I love that. I really yeah. have been thinking about rewatching Friday Night Lights through lockdown yes. because it's just so fucking good and it really has that, yeah, that sport edge where you're like, oh, my God, I just rooting for these guys and, you know. Yeah. Um, but I have been reading – I mm-hmm. bought – so basically I was on a health retreat and this yes. woman that was there and basically when you go on <laughs> health retreats are a wild – health retreats are a wild time, guys, because you go and then you're in this weird island essentially of life <laughs> and then there's all these people that you become friends with and you sort of talk about so many different things because you have nothing else to do. Yeah. And so yeah. this woman that was there, um, she was reading – uh, like a very serious book called Breath that I also really want to read, which is all about like our breathing and how it affects everything from like our health to our mental health and all these things. It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And she said it was amazing. Um, but she said, I'm alternating between this and this <laughs> series and showed me the series book. And she said, I went into the bookstore and I asked what was like good light reading. Mm. And the girl was like, you need to get this entire series. And she was like, do not just get the first book. You will need the entire series. And so she's like, and I'm loving it and it's so good and it's this weird, like it's sort of like, you know, Lord of the Rings meets Twilight. And I was like, yes, "Yes, I'm in. (laughs) And then Flex Mummy put it up on her Instagram stories like a week later when I was back and I was like, okay, someone in the university. It's like viral or something. Yeah. It's just like everywhere. It's very, very much like a culty viral book. Mm. Anyway, so I got the series, smashed the first book in like two days because they're really big but they're like stupid. Like they're so shit. Yes, like they're like, really shit. Like I can't. <laughs> like Twilight. People, yeah. Well, people have been like to me like because I Instagrammed it and people have been like, oh, my God, is it like like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like heavy on the Twilight light yes. on on the Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. If you like, like, a world and there's this world and there's Love different world. countries and different, like, areas and, and yep. you know, and a big house that's kind of mysterious and all these things, that's the Harry Potter slash, you know, it's like hogwarts yeah. in a way, but then it's <laughs> also, it. like, Lord of the Rings with, like, battles going on and things. But I'm like, but the Twilight and, yeah. and the... The quality of Twilight. The quality of Twilight <laughs> is really what we're going here. We are not J.R. Tolkien. We're not Tolkien here. We're not, you know, 
JK Rowling levels of talent. You hate her though. But you know, like we're not in that. We're not in yeah. that realm of talent. We're we're really down. Yes. Low, like yeah. to the point where this woman cannot stop saying, you know, I don't know how to say it. Halls, walls, <laughs> like W H O R L S. You know, you use it. It's like means like spiral or oh, like twisting like, or something. Yeah. But she yeah. she uses it. Like, That's her that favorite word. word. <laughs> but like, who ever uses that word? I don't think I've ever used that word world, in my life. World. World. I know it's like it's like a type of fingerprint. That's the only yes, way that's, I've ever seen it's it. That swirly, yeah, it's that swirly thing swirly. of your finger. Yeah. Anyway, she uses that, I swear to God, once a chapter about different things. <laughs> so, like, it'll be about the walls of carvings on the door and then it'll be like his crown which had walls of of Rubies. ivy and it's just like <laughs> do you not know any other word and then the other thing she can't stop saying so in this world magic yeah mm. apparently has a smell of a metallic smell and so like period girl, blood. <laughs> yeah it's like it's like period blood <laughs> in the air and then so this girl will constantly be like i the tang of magic hit my nostrils and then it's like this chick that wrote it has yeah. gone okay well can't stop keeps keep, I can't keep saying hit my nostrils so then she starts changing yeah. it to like stuffed up my nostrils and like stuffed slammed up my, up my nostrils and I'm like that's also not a way that you would describe a smell hitting you like no like, smells don't stuff themselves violent. up your nostrils it's no. so it's so bad and you're just reading it and you're just like Ugh. but then you can't stop because you can't what she lacks stop. in writing talent she makes up for in spades in plot and yeah like the world like she's got such a great like she do, she's done a great job of coming up with a concept and like the world yes. and and the like even the characters like I love like the I don't I wouldn't say the character development is really high but like the the concept is good and I don't want to give too much away so yeah and you want to know what happens to them what is this book called I oh, want to so read it called, now I'm so, so sorry I just talked entirely about You're it without telling anyone talking about it, it for ten minutes <laughs> it's called um a court of thro- of thorns and roses I think is the first one. Oh my god. And her name is something. So literally taken Game of Thrones. Oh Twilight, my god, yes, Game of Thrones the- is in there too. Like people people relate it to different things, but I would say to me it was very reminiscent of Twilight mixed with Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Like it had that other world vibe. Like I don't think it's so much Game of Thronesy because it's not as like tactical or anything it's kind yeah, of more right. of like a like tension between worlds like human world and fantasy they're all fairies anyway it's so fairies good. i can't yeah. fucking wait yeah but like, yes that sounds up my alley to be honest oh look i'm sure you'd like hate love it um i've been reading anything well this is um, the thing because no one staring can. at my phone for hours yeah when and i that's go to bed I which think... is really stupid so i feel like i need to read this book <laughs> And I think that's why it's good because it's super easy to read. Like, it's not complicated. It's, like, she's really, like, phoning it in. I'm seriously phoning it in. So it's, like, really you're just kind of following the plot. Like, you can easily scan pages and just not read them properly and then keep going, like, when you're not feeling it, which is what I do. But, yeah. Um, Anyway, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about booze. Yeah. Booze. Um, How exciting. (laughs) <laughs> yes, because it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. <laughs> Just thinking about booze. <laughs> I think a lot of us have. So it feels yeah. like a timely, a timely time, a timely topic to yes. talk about right now in, in lockdown. It's 
So we're going to talk about alcohol because I think it's a very Australian thing too. Like Australian drinking culture is yeah. huge. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd talk a little bit about some changes I've had with my relationship with alcohol lately. If I can regale you with my life, yes, now. please do. Um, so let's go back to when I was born. No, not that far, but but my childhood because my family doesn't drink. Oh, which really? Is really unusual in Australia because <laughs> everybody drinks basically. Um, yeah, my parents don't drink and my brother doesn't drink. So it wasn't something I was around constantly. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have that mum that had a wine with dinner. Like yep. mum would never, ever drink. Maybe at Christmas she'd have like a little bit of something to drink and it was like very funny to me when mum would have like a celebratory champagne. Yeah. she'd drink half of it and be like, oh, I don't like it or be like, I'm drunk. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and then me growing up in Newcastle meant that I, of course, started drinking in high school. Mm-hmm. My very first ever drink was Jim Beam and Sprite. Oh, that's disgusting. At a party. That is revolting. And I was Do people even 15. drink that as a combination? No, that's yeah. not a combination. It's I was going to say, isn't it with Coke? And I was like, this goes with this. <laughs> and Anything like, goes right now. <laughs> uh, and then obviously, you know, I went into like cruises, passion pop, mm-hmm. Um, your Smirnoff double blacks were a big thing. They were delicious at a, for, for a time there. Red Bull and vodka mm-hmm. was like when I turned 18 and started going out, um, that was my, my poison. I didn't really have like, you know, a go-to drink. It was just whatever got me fucked up. So like yeah. I remember at the Cambridge, which was a pub in Newcastle, they would do $2.50 drinks on a Wednesday. <laughs> How like is that legal? I know. It's like you could get four drinks for 10 bucks. It's, it's crazy. Like, Do you think it's also like maybe like the the um, inflation changes yes, as well? Because that was yeah. 2004, So like possibly that's like saying like yeah. $7.50. But still, yeah. still. <laughs> it was so cheap. For a uni student, it was like it was my equivalent to you filling up your car yeah. with like $5 <laughs> petrol was me filling up my fucking liver with yeah. four drinks for $10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting completely shit-faced. Um, but I guess it wasn't until my 20s when I discovered wine and just, like, having a wine. Yes. And that being, like, almost like an experience. Like, I remember when I was pregnant, I missed wine, but not so much, like, the taste of wine or, like, having a wine. It was more going to the pub and sitting down with my friends, yeah. chatting, like, the social experience. Maybe, like, cheese board and wine, mm-hmm. that, like, the ritual of it rather than the actual physical just drinking wine because I did actually have like one or two wines while I was pregnant. (gasps) I know, gasp. Um, But recently I feel like I feel like my drinking escalated slowly. It's not like, wow, that escalated quickly. It's just I noticed then into my 30s that I started to rely on wine and use it as a crutch yeah, and like kind of really lean into that wine mom vibe. Like literally that's the name of my mom's group. Yeah. Group chat (laughs) is the wine moms and that whole little mummy special juice vibe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And really like lean into that as like my personality and like, Oh, I love a drink. And you know, my Newcastle pour, which some people listening would know is the name I give when you feel a wine right up to the, (laughs) Rim, yeah, right up to the you rim get with a bit of ice. <laughs> in Newcastle um, when you go to an RSL. 
definitely ice in my wine all the time, which was inspired by my cousin, Rachel. Shout out to her. And yeah, I just started leaning into that whole vibe and it got to the point where, and I just want to preface this by saying, this is not me judging anyone listening. If you drink every single day, Mm. that is fine. That's your personal choice. This is just me and my experiences that I'm talking about. And that for me, I wanted to make a change, but if you're happy with what you're doing and it's you don't think you have a problem, then you don't have a problem. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) I'm not judging you. But for me, I realized I would go pick Rosa up from daycare. I'd go to Coles and get whatever I needed for dinner. And then there's a liquor land right next to Coles. And I was like, oh, it has been a bit of a hard day. Like I'm going to get a bottle of wine. And it was a Tuesday. And I'm just like, really? Like it's Tuesday and I can't find any other way to deal with having a bad day than buying a bottle of Savvy B. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and that's when I realized that like that felt to me like a slippery slope for me, having yeah. it in the house and just being like, it's Monday, I'll have a wine. It's Thursday, there's footy on. I'm going to have a wine and like take away. And I put on a fair bit of weight, which I think was also the takeaway <laughs> and the wine. <laughs> and then I went on this diet challenge with my gym that I go to and I remember my trainer Mish was like okay so how much weight do you want to lose like what's your goal and I said my goal is actually to change my habits it wasn't Mm. for me about losing weight it was if I'm on this diet it will teach me to not drink during the week that was my goal and I'm now not doing that and I feel a lot better yeah so all of that that whole journey that I've just said to you is just kind of what inspired this episode because it made me really reflect on how it crept into my life Mm. alcohol and then became something I started to rely on to like get me through a moderately bad day like it wasn't even like I had the worst fucking day (laughs) like fine if you've had the worst day and it's a Tuesday go nuts but it was like a mild inconvenience had occurred (laughs) (laughs) it was like oh, and Julian's working late, I'm going to have a Josie night and have some wine. It was just like every second night was becoming a Josie night with some wine. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Bloated and sluggish and just, yeah, not good. And wasn't dealing with my problems mentally. Yeah. It's a crutch. It doesn't actually help. Well, and I think that's where the line is, right? And I think that's what a lot of us who you know people and it's like people that do dry july and things often Mm, mm -hmm. are doing it to just kind of almost like check themselves and go can i actually do this because like you said like i think that's hitting the nail on the head like australian drinking culture and i think american drinking culture i think england as Mm. well um the culture is binge drinking yeah but also constant drink drinking as a lifestyle drinking is is a huge part of of a lot of like social things and and winding down and things there's a, there's mm. a lot of like alcohol is connected to a lot of parts of our lives to the point where for many people it can be really difficult to not drink and mm. like dry july is a really interesting one because i didn't do it this year mm. um because i just didn't feel the need to yeah. And that's okay too, because I feel like there's two sides to it. There is like, and like you said, you don't judge, you're not judging people. No. Because then I think there's the flip side where it's just another fucking thing for us to feel guilty about that we like exactly. a wine. Yeah, yes, and it's not yeah. that, and it's not about that, and it's really about yeah, like your personal choices. And does this make you 
happy and not happy like it's a joy in your life but like do you does it like are you using it as a, like you said yeah. like a crutch is this reflective of other stuff where mm. you need this to mask and there's so many things that can mask our issues like like I think I was saying last episode or one of the three that we dropped first to launch was um Brene Brown talking about like almost like conscious play as a, as, a, yes. as adults yeah. where so many of the things we do to wind down we're actually doing in this really weird unconscious kind of not paying attention way and therefore it's mm. just like almost like just a, a salve to try and just like cover up our issues as opposed to yes. like an actual relaxation yes. enjoyment <laughs> exercise like if you're having a wine at night mm. to enjoy mm. it and you yep. You know, and that's fine. Great, you know. But it's like you were saying, you noticed that you were starting to reach for wine when you had stress in your life as a way to wind down. And then you personally felt like, I don't really want that to be my method for winding down. Yeah. So I think it really comes down to, yeah, like, what do you want? Like, why are Mm. you... Mm. Why are you drinking? Are you okay with the reasons that you're drinking? Is it affecting yes. your health? Is it affect, you know, like all those, those yes. things. Yeah. And then making a decision from there, but then also not feeling shame if your decision is, no, I want to drink. Because, like, when I decided not to do Dry July, like Tom was doing Dry July, my sister mm. was doing Dry July, it was lockdown and all these people, I felt like this lockdown, people really went into it, like, we're going to be healthy and we're not going to have yes. the bad habits yeah. of before. Yeah, and yeah. I was, like, having a red wine a night. Mm. And I did feel a little bit like, oh, am I, like, being bad because I'm drinking? Yeah. Um, and then had to really just go, no, fuck it, like, that's my choice. Yeah. And, and Yeah, and you checked me, in it was with fine. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I think that's fine. And it's like, I think I constantly check in with myself about things. Yeah. And when I checked in, I was like, wow, well, I don't like the amount that I'm doing this and the reliance that I have on it. Yeah, and I just had to reframe my thinking into this is a now a treat a treaty yeah. <laughs> that I look forward to on <laughs> the weekend. And by weekend, I mean Friday, Saturday. So yeah. like when it comes to Friday, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have a wine. I'm gonna watch something on TV, and I'm like, I earned this treaty for yeah. mum, <laughs> <laughs> mummy special juice. And I, I am then a wine mom on the weekend. But yeah. For me, it was a weekday thing. I don't know. For me, it was just like. I was doing it for wrong reasons and I felt like I couldn't not couldn't stop in an alarming way. Yeah. But I was just like, where's this? Where's the end point for me? Yes. Like, am I gonna be a full blown alcoholic? Yeah. Well, and this um, is the thing, like it's it's I, I remember, like I've never been a big drinker. So my story is essentially that I didn't drink until I was like 20. 2021 mm, because I was grew up in church, which is a whole thing for another mm. time. I didn't leave church till I was about 22. So even when I was 20, 21, I was having like one beverage. Like I would literally go to a club sober <laughs> and I would get like one mojito because a mojito was yeah. the only drink I knew to how to order. And, um, <laughs> or like I'll get a like white wine at the club. <laughs> it's just me on the dance floor with my white wine, like sexy bitches playing and I'm just like swinging my plastic wine glass around. Anyway, um, and then once I left church and like kind of left that lifestyle behind, I went hard into 
teen drinking energy. So it was like King's yes. Cup at parties and like yeah. drinking Sprite Red Bull. Beam. Yeah, like drinking anything and everything and drinking with the intention to get drunk and, you know, yes. double shot vodkas and yeah. shots at the bar, wet pussy shots, you know, like all of the <laughs> stuff that you do in your uni yes. years. I was doing kind of just after uni with my cousins who were um, still very much connected to their uni culture. So it was like, you know, and it was a really fun time. I really, I had a great time. Um, yes, it's and a rite of passage, I feel. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> like, like it's kind of, yeah, like the, I just think there is no real judgment around drinking. It's a really complicated, complicated um, thing, relationship to drinking, and it's really personal and you have to kind of be honest with yourself, right? But for yeah. me, that time was fine. Um, mm. And then more recently, I think I, I'm not a mid, midweek drinker usually. I find in lockdown I am a bit more because there's not much to do. And I think a lot yes. of people are finding that. It's kind of <laughs> yes. like how do you differentiate work day and mm. relaxation? And for me, it's been a wine you yeah, know, or a this beer. Is like, it's wine time. It's like yeah. uh, you've clocked off because there's no like ritual of literally leaving the office, yes. going on public transport, yeah. going home to like do that wine down. And there's it's also a lot like of time. walking from the desk to the yeah. lounge. <laughs> and it's also yeah. more time. Like it's like mm. 5.30 and you're like, that okay. Commute, yeah, the commute is gone. So you're yeah. like, okay, uh, what do I do with this extra hour that I have? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine said she she was doing that um, thing where you order, you do a quiz and they send you like wine every month. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, I don't need this in lockdown or wine. Every, I don't know. She just had all this wine basically. Yeah, yeah. And she, I was talking to her kind of about this and she said that, and she lives by herself in lockdown at the moment. And she was like, that for me was too much wine to have around. But yeah. what she's been doing is going to like a local nice little bottle of supporting a local business, going and getting a bottle of red and having like that like a glass at night or every second yeah. night. And same with you. It's just like a nice ritual wind down that she's doing as like the end of the day thing. And I think that sounds lovely. Yeah. And, and it's really what a lot of people are doing. I feel like people are either doing like a drink a night or like drinking more. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you wouldn't usually. They're either drinking more or drinking nothing at all in lockdown. Yeah. It's like people are going like <laughs> two two extremes. Yeah. Extremes. But I also think like, I yeah, I don't know, cult- the culture is weird. And then I think I had a friend who, you know, decided that they needed to really go off alcohol for about a month mm. um, because they were like, I've got a problem, I need to stop. And it was yeah. pre-lockdown. And there's a mm. very big difference, I think, between going off your wine or like going off drinking um, in lockdown where you're really kind of confined to your household. Yes. So there's obviously yeah. different issues there in, in the, like, loneliness, boredom, et cetera. But mm. at the same time, social pressure is kind of gone because it's just mm. you and your people that live in your household. So for a lot of people, it's a lot easier to kind of control your drinking in lockdown. Like it kind of goes, like you said, either way because yep. you don't have all those pressures. But, my God, when this friend stopped drinking, it was this month where there were like house parties, house warmings, there were pubs. Yeah. It was beautiful Sunday. We'd be like, let's go down to the pub. You know, mm-hmm. a beautiful Saturday, let's go to the pub. You know, and, and this person beautiful would have Tuesday, to come. Yeah, literally, beautiful anything, let's go. And and they would just have like they would just get a yeah. little maid. 
That's hard. And we're all getting like tipsy and, you know, just drinking mm. cold beers and whatever. And and I remember them saying, this is so hard because mm. you realise how much the culture of Australia in many ways is it's tied to it. Drinking yeah. is associated with having a good time with friends. And even um, talking to – we, I interviewed a couple of people on my other podcast, my dating podcast, about sobriety and dating – and it's, mm. that's even harder because, like, yes, when I was dating, yeah. Such you, courage. Well, that's it. And also, like, date dating is so tied to drinking in a way yeah. in Australia. Yeah, let's go like, for a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it is really hard to – I think in a lot of ways the world is against us when we decide, no, I don't want to be a drinker anymore or I want to limit my drinking because mm. even in these ways where we don't really acknowledge it often – like alcohol is so intrinsically embedded in how we socialize mm-hmm. and how we, you know, enjoy life. So what do you do when it – and then, like, you know, it's great that there's this rise of non-alcoholic drinks. I think that's really good. But I'm yeah. also like it doesn't really replace it. And yeah. when I've had one, I'm like <laughs> I'm drinking cordial and I am aware yeah. of it. You know, even, yeah. even if it's really nice, fancy cordial – yeah. I know that this is not the same because I think the alcohol, the, like the tipsy, heady, yeah. mildly euphoric part, like the feeling loose and fun and whatever, that's yeah. the part that you really miss. That's the thing, not like the taste. Because I yeah. remember when I was pregnant, I had like mocktails, which are all just lime juice. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one day I was like, I was like at that Simpsons, like the sucked lemon face that I had like. <laughs> mocktails and it was all just lime juice and I was like (laughs) disgusting and then I tried non-alcoholic wine I was like this is just grape juice like (laughs) it it made me realize I'm not after wine for its flavor yeah (laughs) I'm after it for its effects yeah it's just yeah I just ended up drinking like water or ginger beer because I'm like it's like you can't be fucked I just can't be bothered like trying to replicate the alcohol experience but there is such a rise of them. Like in our industry, we get sent a lot of, uh, you know, publicity gifts and there's a lot of these low alcohol and no alcohol drinks being sent and they look really cute and cool. But for me, when I crack them open, they're just grape juice or lime juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like a, a time and a place for it because I remember like this um i'll put the link in the group um a girl i know lauren she wrote a really good story when i was working at broadsheet about going sober during lockdown and why she did like non-alcoholic drinks because she felt like it was a way for her to feel connected in social situations and things you know like some people i think i get it like it does work Mm. for them like they just want the the glass in hand and yes something to sip on not that you want to chug um you know but i think for me and i know i think and you and for a lot of people i think as well it's it like you said it's not the taste it's the effect Mm. (laughs) and that's really hard to let go of it's really hard Mm. it Um, is hard a great it's thing that's to happened. face your problems front on and not mask them with alcohol. Well, a great thing that's happened to me is that my stomach literally hates alcohol now. So <laughs> I've had like stomach yeah. issues going on for like a couple of years now. And I, honest to God, I throw up every time I end up drinking. Like, like not one glass. Okay, that's obviously no. Yeah, yeah. But like, I cannot drink. 
Yeah, I've multiple, been with you. And you've been with me. And I'm like, <laughs> it's got to go. It's got to go. And especially if I'm eating like heavy food and drinking. Yes. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of makes it easier for me to drink less because like yeah, I almost am like, don't do that. I really don't want to get to this point where I'm like no. hugging the toilet bowl yeah. and like feeling at <laughs> one with it as you do. <laughs> it's so gross, isn't it? It's like we literally spend our whole time thinking the toilet's a cesspit and then when you're sick, you're literally like lying you on it. Like your it. tongue is basically touching the lid. <laughs> like <laughs> your, your head is like actually submerged yeah. in the bowl. <laughs> so gross. But yeah, like, like that changed a lot for me and that's the thing that I think people are finding as well is that as you get older and you grow out of those 20s years where you could just like fuck smash like vodka then wine then beer then shots then not sleep and go to work the next day yeah and you're like I'm (laughs) fresh as a daisy like you know and now I have like four wines and that's a lot for me because mine wasn't an amount thing for me it wasn't like the the amount in one sitting it was just more the fact that I was relying on alcohol to get me through things but yeah if I had like four wines or maybe okay maybe five wines I reckon I'd still be like feeling seedy three four days later yes (laughs) if you have a big night it takes you hit 30 and it takes you a long time to recover from that it really does also red wine I've heard Mm. and it happened to me a bit as I got older but then I kind of stopped drinking it so much. But it would really upset my stomach and I'd have like the runs from having really red wine. And a friend of mine would vomit if she had red wine like straight away. Like there's something in it, the tannins. I don't know anything yeah. about wine, but there's something in it that's like <laughs> just like doesn't. It. <laughs> I just like it. I know nothing about it. It um some people are really intolerant to it and really? it increases as they get older. Right. Yeah, I so. um, I have been well. I, I love how I say I have been having. It's literally been <laughs> yesterday. Um, <laughs> last night we realized that we had two mini martini drinks, like bottled martinis, and I was like, yes, mm, yes let's put them in the freezer, Tom. We're having martini night, and it was actually so nice that I then yeah. bought a bigger bottle. It was the <laughs> Everly bottling co one that i loved it was really like smooth because i often yeah. find martinis are sometimes too strong for me like yeah, i can't it's deal like with like alcohol <clears throat> mixed with alcohol yeah like- <sighs> so it needs to be really smooth gin and then mm. the vermouth needs to not be hectic mm. and i need it dirty so it's got some other flavor in there but anyway it was delicious and i found yeah. like i sipped it much slower it and it was just like a nice drink to have where i just needed only one like i just had the one yes and then i was yeah. like I'm done. I felt better. Like my tummy felt better. Don't know mm. what that's about. Um, tannins. I'm telling you. Tannins. The tannins. tannins. <laughs> but, you know, like like I think there's all these different ways and you just kind of have to work out what's right for you. And and for me, I was like, oh, this could be like a newer, nicer way to enjoy yeah. a drink at the end of a day where it's something that I really sit on and, and yes. kind of drink slowly. You know, and smashing it. Yeah, because I'll really smash a wine, like especially mm-hmm. a white wine. Um, with ice. I have been known to condensation go, on the glass. Oh, like I've been mm. known to go to the bottle and say, what <laughs> tastes most like water? And then to look at me like, what? <laughs> I'm like, literally what tastes the least like wine? Because that's the one I want because I want to smash it. And then they're yeah. like. And yeah. you want the effect. <laughs> yes. But um, tell us in the group if you have yeah. been drinking more, if you've been drinking less, if you've got any tips on, you know, 
limiting your drinking or working out what drinking's right for you? Because I feel like everyone, it's a really personal journey and I think people have some it, really it, good tips and, yeah. and, and things and, and insights, which like even what you were saying then is so interesting to me because you don't often think, why do I want this drink? Like what's my emotional state right now? Like, mm. you know, like dating, for example, a lot of the people that said they went off drinking is like it was literally because it calmed their nerves. But then they yes. realised that they could do it without drinking and still be fun and it stopped them yeah. needing it as a crutch. So there's a lot of like interesting insights I think that people can share and, and help each other out with. But, you know, as always, safe space, no judgment. No judgment. And yes, that I do want to just reiterate, that's just me sharing my experience and how it wasn't working for me. But absolutely no judgment if you are smashing a wine on a Tuesday because you've had a bad day. Power to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll just leave people with my favorite um, strokes, the strokes indie band of the 2000s. There's a lyric (laughs) in one of their songs where he says, I wish two drinks were always in me. And it's oh. just always stuck with me. It's yes, two wine Josie is peak Josie. Yes, is is and I on think the that's best level. <laughs> what you just said of like people realizing they could be two wine Josie without the wines. Yes. I guess that's what I'm forever searching for. Yeah. <laughs> How can I be my zesty self? <laughs> that's my journey of life. <laughs> Pino G to help me along. Um, but you know, it's Saturday and I will be having a few Zoom drinks oh, tonight yeah. with a couple of my friends and I've looked forward to it. I've earned it and it makes me appreciate it more. Yes, it I love that. more enjoyable. So this is the journey I'm going on at the moment. It's beautiful. Our gin, <laughs> the gin is in the freezer for us guys. Don't even yes. know if you put gin in the freezer. I'm sure. I know you put vodka in. We put yeah. the bottles of, of martini in there. So <laughs> yeah, maybe my – So my freezer is either exploding tonight or <laughs> – or I'm having a really nice chilled martini. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoy that. And, yes, hit us up in the group uh, on Facebook. Yes. We have Instagram. We have email. It's all in the show notes. all in the show notes. We Um, finally set them all up. We did. And (laughs) it's been so nice. Like, everyone, it's already becoming a really lovely little community. Um, And it's just nice seeing people sharing and and kind of supporting each other. And, obviously, Mm. like, we hope you're all doing okay in lockdown if you're in lockdown or just generally I think life's pretty hectic at the moment, even if you're not in a state that's in lockdown, like we're all dealing yeah, with the COVID stuff. So, yeah, you know, good vibes, good good thoughts, good vibes. Good vibes and um, we love you all and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.